WTBRFM, Pittsfield. Welcome to Ham on WTBR, the all-inclusive ham radio show for hams and non-hams alike. Be part of the show, contact us on www.facebook.com slash hamjamtv. And now the hosts of the show, Peter and Jessica. Ham on. Good morning. Morning, everybody. Morning. Welcome, Berkshire County, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Welcome to Ham On. Yes, welcome to Ham On, guys. And we have a, a special announcement. Next week's show. Next week's show. We will actually be live. <gasps> Rumor heard. We're, this will be the live show, the last live show that we have here at home. It will actually be live on Wednesday morning. Oh my God. We'll be streaming in, into WTBR. And Yay! It, it fitting that our last live show, we're going to have Matt Tucker on. Of course. And then uh, next month, we will be back live in the studio, so you people on PCTV will actually get to see us again. Also, uh, July 18th, we're having a section picnic um, here at MyQTH. And that'll be at 1 o'clock. And yes, we have two hours of airtime that we will be broadcasting live again oh, no. on WTBR-FM. We're going to have some, maybe have somebody stop in and do some hellos and play a little music and do a little fun of what's going on hey. here at the picnic. So if you can make it, RSVP. It's Bring Your Own Dish. So it's RSVP, KD2JKV, at ARRL. Dot net and uh, we'll have some fun with two hours of live ham on July maybe get 18th. some interviews in. maybe get some interviews in and see who's messing around and put some people on the radio of course um, I know we have a, a little bit of the section staff Marsha Ford will be here there'll be a, a few other people that will be here for the show hey and, and the picnic, and it'll be fun. So, uh, you know, if you want to be part of the uh, Western Mass section here, um, join us at the picnic. RSVP at kd2jkv at arrl.net. So it's, it's time for your Berkshire Humane plea. My Berkshire Humane plea. Yes, my plea. As it is always, um, if you guys... And do any donations, please do so. Um, call Berkshire Humane Society at 413-447-7878. Let them know, hey, I'm stopping by. I have a few things to donate. In fact, while um, I was there with my, uh, my mom and my aunt. On Sunday. On Sunday, we went ahead and saw somebody um, actually doing a food donation. Her dog was allergic to some of his food, so they decided to donate his food to the Humane Society instead of watching it go to waste, which is pretty awesome. That's how they got that's how they got a huge food donation of a uh, dog food. Um. And that's the thing, it's not just food, it's food, it's litter, um, treats, blankets, bedding, um, and also a big huge one that they're looking for is, um, small animal. They're looking for plain pellets for rabbits, plain pellets for guinea pigs. Um, they're looking for hay donations, they're looking for, uh, bedding donations. Of course, they're looking for dog, for dog food, cat food. Pretty much anything, um, you can, uh, donate to help out. Again, that number is 413-447-7878.
Also, on top of that, if you're if you need help from the uh, Berkshire Humane, Berkshire Humane Society, if you need the pet food pantry, same number. Um, tell them you heard about the pet food pantry from us here at Hamon, and that you need assistance with your animals. And same goes for donations. Let them know that you heard it here from Hamon. And that you're, um, you're donating, um, to them and whatever you are donating. And again, I thank you for your time. Thank you. Okay, I know, I, I, no, I got a little rant I want to put out. I'm disappointed. A little rant. I'm disappointed. Disappointed in what? I canceled field day. I know. Not because of COVID-19. No. Not because... Logistically, for one person, it's impossible to get done everything that needs to be done. Mm. Um, I canceled it because nobody cares. I figured out. I, I, I figured this out. I, I do this show. This show was conceived. I, I, I kept this show going. I had an opportunity when the COVID-19 started that we could put this show on hiatus and WTBR would have done reruns. I kept this show going. This show is for you guys. And, you know, when, when I started talking about field day, um, I'm going to be very honest and very plain about this. I got very little help from the club, um, very little help from No Bark, and very little help from anybody. I put pleas out on the, on the repeaters. I put pleas out on this show um, to, to get help with cycle two of the Western Mass Traffic Net. The net takes five minutes. I know a lot of you are retired. You're not really doing anything. This net takes five minutes. I get told all the time from from my SEC and my section manager, you have to delegate authority. I can't delegate authority to who? Um, everything I ha everything I am I am I have put together. Everything I'm trying to put together is to promote this hobby. It, it is for you guys. I know there's a lot of you that got ham radio licenses in this county, here in Berkshire County, and um, I got nothing. You know, I got a handful of people like like Will and Matt and Susie and a couple of other people that wanted to help. But, you know, when, 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 you know, the club complained, well, we're too, we're getting older now. It's, we're too old to put up towers. I solved that problem. I wrapped up field day in a nice little package and gave it to the club and gave it to everybody and nobody took me up on it. I can't run everything that needed to be done for this field day by myself. If I had two or three people that, you know, emailed me and said, hey, what do you need me to do? We could have pulled this off. Um, and, had, and, and, you know, the social distancing, we could have pulled that off. We could have pulled off radios being six feet apart. I'm trying to run my part of the section by myself. Um, I can't do it by myself. You know, cycle two, the Western Mass Traffic Net at 437 days a week takes five minutes to do this. It's a very simple operation. Uh, you know, we need you guys. You know, you guys listen. I know you listen to the show. I get, I get a lot of feedback and saying, you know, people have listened to the show. I've had hams take their test and pass their test from listening to this show and what we do. I know people are out there listening to the show. There's one thing to listen to this show every week. It's another thing to drop me an email and saying, I'm here what do you need me to do? How can I help you? What can we do? You know, I look at Eastern Mass. I look at Eastern New York. And all the, everything there is working perfectly. And we're the hole in the middle. You know, Bob K1YO is trying to raise this section up from the ashes. But we need you. And, and to do, and, and I can't do everything by myself like I have been doing everything by myself. People have to step up to the plate. Nets only take five minutes. 
We don't pass a lot of traffic. We don't get That's a lot true. of check-ins in the afternoon. No. It doesn't take much for somebody to step up to step up to the plate. There's hands here that can take can take nets that should be taking nets that don't take nets, but they have section level appointments. Um, so field day is one of these things that I wrapped up into a nice ball because I got told we can't, you know, we can't, we're older, the older generation of hands can't put up towers anymore. I wrapped this up, you know, in a nice little ball, handed field day. And I look and say, you know, everybody else was canceling their field day. We were going to go on with ours. But when logistics came and I, and I have to do A, B, C, and D and have very little help except for, like I said, a handful of people, but wasn't enough to cover field day. I can't keep bringing people up from New Hampshire. I can't keep bringing people up from eastern New York to run a field day in western Massachusetts. You guys got to step up. It doesn't take much to run a net. You know, it's it's five minutes. Um, my Echo Link, which was promised to be up a long time before now, is not up, which means I've got, you know, a couple of NCS that can't NCS because we can't get Echo Link up. I mean, I, I'm not even a ham, and I write down I have, the list of check-ins. Yeah, you know? I, I have a fix for this. I have a ham friend of mine in Boston Spa who's actually sending me some cabling um, in the mail. And we're gonna, I'm going to hook up a makeshift way to get Echolink back up and running, at least um, get things on the download. So you guys got to help. Um, I know there's a lot of hams out there. There's, I, I, I've got a list. There's 150, 160 active hams. Um, I know the, uh, the non-hams are listening at Wannabe Hams. We're still trying to put a test session together, which is another big problem that nobody yeah, wants to do. Yeah, he's been fighting like heck to go ahead and get the bees to do testing, guys. Nobody wants to put test sessions together because um, everybody's afraid to, to drive into Massachusetts for two hours to put a test session together. Um, I would also like to say something as well. Um, it, once again, the net only takes five minutes. If I could take five minutes out of cooking, cleaning, and taking care of my family, everyone... You guys can take five minutes to go ahead and please help out with the net. If you want it to happen, you got to go ahead and at least give us five minutes of your precious time and help us out, please. Yeah. I get emails and I get messages when the nets don't happen. Um, the Newcomers Roundtable, I have to give props. Amy and Brad have stepped up to take oh, the yeah. Newcomers yeah. Roundtable every Monday. KC1JFB and KC1IYF, they take out their busy day on, on their weekends, what they're doing to do to do uh, the Newcomers Roundtable twice a month. And, and I appreciate them for, for taking that. But if they can, you know, do a Newcomers Roundtable, and that's an hour, hour and a half, depending upon the check-ins, we should be having some true. people that could take nets, you know, four or five minutes a day, one or two days a week, cool. You know, we should have people, when I put out on, on the repeaters or I put out on this broadcast about field day, um, we had 70 people at Skywarn. The Skywarn training that we put out on this on this radio show, we had 70 people sign up. It was one of the biggest sign-ups that the National Weather Service had. So I know you're all out there listening, okay? You guys got to get involved. Um, you know, this net is on podcasts nationwide, and, and but for Western Mass, you got to get into this. Help me out here. Five minutes for a net if you can only do it one day a week. I'm doing five days a week, cycle two by myself, doing seven nets a day. Try, was trying to put field day together and trying to put this picnic together so everybody can eyeball everybody and have the first real get together since COVID-19 and have some fun with WTBR Broadcasting, which will actually be broadcasting the show um, on WTBR. So yep. so the picnic's going to be fun. Um, have, we'll 
do a little kind of a different setup. It's not we're gonna play a little bit of music. Yeah. Um, we've got a two hour time slot, so we're gonna play a little bit of music so you get to hear some of the music that is gonna be playing while we're at the picnic. Um, and we're going to do, like I said, have some interviews, have some people that want to step up and do some shout-outs, and just some people who want to see what the radio thing is all about. They will, we will, we will be here. So I need help, people. Um, I like to go back to my section manager and my uh, SEC and say, you know what, I've got some people to do stuff. I have to look for an EC. Um, I don't have an EC. All, all the ECs that are probable are all with your Jeff up in North County. Or will down South County, so um, I hate to do these rants, but this is, you know, this is what this show is, and I'm going to put it out there. Um, it doesn't oh, take. Oh, so you were like Peter Griffin, and you know, really grinds my gears. You no, know, it really grinds my gears. Um, I know you have fun listening to the show, listening to the guests, and getting getting the news and the information. But it, you know, I I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for the ham radio community. So. Um, Let's uh, let's let's help out here. So um, at the bottom of the hour, speaking of which, we're going to have Grant, we're going to have Greg, WA1JXR, who's the uh, technical coordinator for Western Mass, and he'll be here to uh, talk to us at the bottom of the hour. So into the news here, the the Western Mass area section is in the process of conducting simplex communications testings on six and two meters within the section. At this point, we are looking to test six meter communications between Hampton and Worcester counties and need a few volunteers with good six meter capabilities, particularly in the southern Worcester County area. Time involved will be short, approximately 15 minutes at your station's convenience. Anyone wishing to participate can contact Bob directly at k1yo at arrl.net. And that comes from the section emergency coordinator, Bob K1YO. Uh, what do you have local? Anything local? Um, no, I don't really have anything local. I, I have. Um, we had Riley on the show yeah, so last did. week. Yeah. Right? Yes. Me. So uh, here's a little piece of news we got from here. Volunteer Monitor Program Coordinator Riley Hollingsworth, K4ZDH, who was on our show last week, said that the program has recognized numerous numerous radio amateurs with good operator notices. One facet of the ARRL and FCC <laughs> agreement that set up the Volunteer Monitor Program calls for the ARRL to recognize especially good amateur radio behavior in order to encourage compliance with FCC rules and further the efficiency of the amateur radio service. Hollingsworth said 17 operators in 15 states received good operator notices in the first quarter of 2020. The good operator notices went to veteran operators as well as newcomers, including a 13-year-old boy in North Carolina for CW operation. During the Youth on the Air special event and a 14-year-old in Wyoming for single sideband operation. (coughs) Hollingsworth also said that a 2-meter repeater operator received a good operator report for establishing and managing a COVID-19 net in Pennsylvania, while other operators of various license classes received notices for for everyday single sideband and CW operation on the HF bands. Recipients were nominated on the basis of operation observed by volunteer monitors. According to Hollingsworth, volunteer monitors reported 2,035 hours monitoring on HF and 2,856 hours monitoring on VHF and UHF and other frequencies during May. Two cases were referred to the FCC. After kicking off on January 1, the new volunteer monitor program ramped up to operational status earlier this spring, starting with a soft rollout that started on February. Designed to familiarize volunteer monitors with issues of the bands and to put into practice what to report and what to ignore based on their training. VMs not only look for operating discrepancies, but for examples of good good operating. Hollingsworth is using a system called VMTrack developed by a VM to measure the work of VMs and determine instances that qualify for good operator or disciplinary notices. 
Referral to the FCC or follow-up with FCC requests to the VM program. Thanks to all. Thanks to Riley Hollingsworth. K4ZDH. So, like, and like, oh, International Postal Service is disrupted. The U.S. What? You got this one? Yes. Oh, you can do this one. Go ahead. U.S. Postal Service has temporarily suspended international mail acceptance for items addressed to certain destinations due to service impacts related to the COVID-19 pandemic. The situation should, should, yeah, could result in the return or loss of mail such as QSL cards addressed to affected parts of the world. The USP, the uh, USPS has posted a list of effective co uh, affected countries, which is updated regularly. The Postal Service will, upon request, refund postage and fees on mail bearing a custom stamps that's returned due to the suspension of service. Or the surrender, or the sender may remail returned items with existing postage when the service has been restored. When remailing under this option, uh, customers should cross out the markings "mail service suspended, return to sender." All right, so like I said, I, I'll point this out again. I am looking for help with cycle two of the Western Mass Traffic Net at 4.30. It takes five minutes, guys. Five minutes to do this net. So don't be afraid to, to pick up one or two uh, sessions. It's not hard. Um, I'm sure if you listen to it all the time, you, you know it's really not that hard to do. Yeah. Um, and, and you non-hams that want to become hams and want to take your test, drop me an email, kd2jkbarrl.net. Um, we're going to get a VE session done soon, one way or the other. I'm talking to the VE coordinator, and uh, we're, we're going to get one done. We just have to get a couple of VEs in place as I think there's still travel restrictions between Connecticut and here. So anybody that's a VE here in Western Mass and wants to help out with a VE session, um, we'll do it social distancing. It'll, it'll be, we have it all. I have it worked out on how we can do it because uh, I've been it's getting people to wa it. watching Rhea's videos that she put up at the uh, Hudson District uh, ARRL about how to do uh, VE sessions, and there's still VE sessions going on. Um, you know, we have enough space that we can do it actually outside and, and and get it done. So anybody looking to take their test, drop me an email at kd2jkv at Anybody looking to do cycle two of the Western Mass Traffic Net, uh, at 4.30, it takes five minutes. Like I said, it's not difficult. Um, and it's good practice, um, you know, especially with us, with Aries, trying to get back on its feet. So it, it's it's always good practice. And there's, I have a couple other projects in the works um, that is going to benefit Aries that uh, as time goes on, we'll put on. So kd2jkv, net. Don't be afraid to, to pick up a net. Uh, I've been picking up nets for f almost four years now, so mm -hmm. it, it's, it's not hard to do nets. The picnic. You ready for the picnic? July 18th. Oh, yeah. We will be, we'll have all, you, you'll see us out there. Um, we'll have a table set up. The WTBR banner will be there. Yep. Um, you, you won't miss us, and, and we'll. And that. We'll get, we'll get people on the radio that want to be on the radio, and, and we'll get some of our guests. Hopefully, we'll get a lot of our guests that have been on the show in the past year. Um, we'll get them on for some quick interviews. We have a two-hour time slot. Um, we're actually going to play some music and kind of do more than just talk for two hours <laughs> and give interviews. We're going to actually play some music. 
Hey. And for those that can't make it, it will be broadcast live on on this radio station on WTBRFM. Yep. And you y'all can uh, hear what's going on. It won't. We won't be doing anything with PCTV for it, but we will be on the radio. So we have a live show next Wednesday. Will be our last show from home, and it will be live. I've talked to Matt Tucker and David White and them, and we have we have a stream set up and in place to do this show, mainly as a test for July. Uh. Mainly as a test for it. It'll be it'll be live um, July. We will be back in the studio at WTBR, and I have. At least a couple of guests lined up um, <laughs> to, to start this thing off. Yeah. Uh, we won't tell you who until that no. comes. But next week, next you will week, not know. Next week during our live show, um, the interview we taped with Matt Tucker was taped earlier in the month. So, but um, he's had a lot of good things to say. There's a lot of stuff that oh, yeah. you didn't know what that was that was gonna that was happening. Um, during the COVID-19 lockdown and, and, mm. and he's going to bring us all up to speed but remember some of this stuff has already happened and we'll put the disclaimer up next week but some of this stuff has already happened um, we did tape Matt's show early in the month so yes, uh, kick back next week and enjoy Matt Tucker hey. on WTBR-FM and then uh we will be live for that show and then back in the studio for July. And two shows at the end of July, our regular Wednesday show. Uh, and then that Saturday, we will be live um, from our backyard, <laughs> broadcasting live on WTBR-FM. Uh, what else do you have? Any little, any little other tidbits you want to put out? We have a couple of minutes. Oh, before, today. before we go to the break, uh, she's all happy about the chucks that are, that are floating around in the back. What? It was cute. It was a little bit of a chuck. It was cute. Did I do this? Other, oh, you other... did that about the post office. Yeah, okay. I already did that about the post office. You did that. Um, I don't have any little tidbits. I can throw you under the bus. Oh, 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 oh this should be good. Wait, what did I do this time? <laughs> well, you didn't do much of anything, but I can throw you under the bus. You throw me under the bus every week. Why should any, Why should now be any different? Yeah, this is true. Yeah, and? Yeah, and? Yeah, because she's not going to do it. Alright, um, so, looking for help for Cycle 2 of the Western Mass Traffic Net at 4.30, the Newcomers Roundtable. Um, for all that, um, like I said, I don't really put this out, so let me look this up. Will ah, be, see, brain fart, brain fart, brain fart. Will be. Will be. We're waiting, mister. July 6th. There you the go. The Newcomers Roundtable will be July 6th on K1 FFK. Oh, third weekend. Third Monday. Third Monday. Oh, this is June. Uh, uh, one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, it will be July 6th, so if anybody wants to join in. And that's good for all the, the non-hams to get into. and Well, the, the new newly licensed hams. The non-hams, huh? The non-hams can look. and uh, uh, how, how are the non-hams going to get they can there? They can listen. Uh, all right. We're going to we're going to the break because you, you that's it. We'll be back after the break. Oh yeah, now he's afraid because I did throw him under the bus. We'll be back after the break with Greg W A One J X R. We'll be here for he's the he's the T C for Western Mass. He will be here after the break, so we'll be back right after this break. We ain't the best. Bummer. But we sure sound like it. We're bringing you the best mix of music. So get focused. WTBR. Wonder what happened to those great local PCTV channels? Did you lose them? No worries. They're still there. 
Go to cable channels 1301, 1302, and 1303 to watch the best local content on television. News and information, sports and entertainment, city council, school committee, July 4th parade, it's all there waiting for you. Pittsfield Community Television. For over 30 years, we are still your local television. This is the Goodwill Industries of the Berkshires and Southern Vermont. Our mission is to help our community members with barriers to employment, attain independence and self-sufficiency, gain confidence and enhance quality of life, all through vocational, educational work, training, and support services. You can contact Goodwill at 413-442-0061 or go to our website at www.goodwill-berkshires.com. Hi, this is Officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield Police Department. We all have busy lives and we're in a hurry to get where we need to go. While driving, people are eating, drinking, talking, putting on makeup, doing their hair, checking social media, texting each other, all while the dog sits on their lap. The result is running red lights, stop signs, speeding, and finally crashing. Distracted driving is illegal. You can be ticketed or criminally charged. Please share the road and pay attention. Let's make sure everyone gets where they're going safely. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. We would be honored if you would join us. W-T-B-R. Rolling. Welcome back to WTBR-FM. This is Hamon. On the phone, we have Greg Allegheri. I hope I didn't hack that too bad. WA1JXR, he's the technical coordinator for Aries. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me on. Um, for first question we go out that goes out to all our guests is, uh, give us a little bio about yourself before we get into the big business. Okay, I'll try to do that. Let's see. Um, so... I was first licensed in um, 1967 at the, uh, I was uh, age 14 and uh, took my, took my novice license. I was WN1 JXR back then when they had the, uh, had the novice uh, license. I got interested in the hobby. Oh, I don't know, probably around age 10 11, 12 in that range, I started fooling around with uh, the usual uh, uh, electrical things, you know, making uh, making electromagnets by wrapping wire around a nail and hooking it up to a dry cell, and, you know, that kind of thing. Found some books in school, I remember, in the library, and, and actually the first radio that I built was something called a foxhole radio, and... Uh, it, uh, I guess it was some, something that they used, the, the soldiers in World War II used uh, to get uh, AM broadcast, but uh, it was a pretty, pretty simple radio. I uh, asked my mom to save the roll from the, uh, from the wax paper roll or paper towels, and, and uh, I had to want, you have to wind about, oh, I don't know, 150 turns of wire around that um i didn't have much wire my dad my dad worked in the textile mill and he brought home a piece of uh oh, about 20 foot piece of uh, uh i think it's uh, like telephone trunk trunk line it probably had a hundred uh hundred uh conductors in it uh, uh small wire like maybe number uh number 30 uh, wire so I split that open, took those wires and uh, stripped the ends and put it together to get enough wire to to, rhyme, uh, to wind the 150 turns. And then you needed a uh, you needed a, a safety pin, a piece of pencil lead, and uh, a Gillette blue razor blade. So you can imagine the uh, the uh, uh, my dad's face when I uh, when I asked him if I could have a Gillette blue razor blade at the age of like. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I did get one and hooked it up. And luckily, there was a local uh, AM broadcast station in town that was only uh, four or five blocks away from me. So, with a, a piece of wire strung out my bedroom window, uh, I was able to hear the uh, local station. So that's that was my first uh, that was my first radio. 
But anyways, from there, I uh, um, got my general class license uh, about a year after that in 1968. I can remember uh, uh, back then the uh, the novice class was given by, could be given by another hand, but all the other licenses, you had to go to the uh, FCC Custom House. So um, a friend of mine who we had gotten our novice licenses together, his dad, uh, this was, uh, I lived, uh, born and raised in Westerly, uh, Rhode Island, which is on the very southwest corner of the state. And uh, he drove us up to uh, the Custom House here in Boston. And uh, we uh, we took our general class licenses. I remember that was pretty intimidating for a 14-year-old to go up to the 16th floor of the custom house and sit on those wooden chairs and benches and take the Morse code exam and then the written exam. But uh, we got through all of that. And so I've been active ever since. Uh, the hobby led me to, uh, to my career. Uh, uh, I... Was able. They had just started a, a vocational technical school in the region where I lived um, when I was in the ninth grade, I think. So tenth, uh, eleventh, and twelfth, I transferred from the normal high school over to the vocational school, and I took uh, electronics there uh, for three years. And uh, I was, you know. Uh, n n neither of my parents were college graduates. They were all, you know, just wor uh, blue-collar working folks. And so I uh, uh, wasn't sure, you know, I didn't know anything about college or any of that kind of stuff. So I would have been happy to, you know, be a TV repairman or something like that. But uh, the, the teacher at the vocational school, I guess, uh, saw that I had some good inclination and talent for for that kind of thing, and, and he helped me, uh, uh, got me to uh, uh, sign up for uh, what was called junior college back then, which is more like a community college. Uh, so I went to uh, 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 Rhode Island uh, Junior College, it was called, got a two-year associate's degree in electrical engineering, and then transferred to the uh, University of uh, uh or Rhode Island because I did quite quite well at the jun junior college and uh, got my uh, bachelor's degree and master's degree in double uh, E. So then uh, from there I came up to the Central Mass area here, um, got an offer from uh, Raytheon Company and started to work for them in 1977 and. Uh, Worked for them my entire career, 42 years. Just retired at the end of last year in 2019 after 42 years uh, with the company. So that's sort of a little bio. I've been, let's say, active ham all that time. Uh, with what is that, like 53, 54 years, something like that. So um, it's been a it's been a great hobby, uh, Peter. It's cool, um, and, and not to really putting pressure on you, but just to let you know, uh, Bob was on last week. Grant's been on here, and uh, Ray KB One LRL's been on here twice. So you're in this, you're in the echelon here with the rest of the Aries group. So what <laughs> what got you started? I guess follow up follow up questions. What got you started in amateur radio? Um. Well, of course, as a kid, like I say, I, I got interested in radio with that foxhole radio. And then um, my dad was always kind of interested in it, but he never really followed through. But he got from somebody at work, uh, picked up a used uh, Halicrafter's S38 uh, receiver and brought it home. And uh, uh, he listened to it for a little bit, but kind of lost interest in it. But I picked it up and... Uh, and uh, I was listening to shortwave broadcast, AM broadcast. I had a had a wire antenna strung from um, my bedroom window out to a tree in the backyard, and uh, was listening. And I and I was hearing hams uh, on uh, the uh, 75 meter band. Of course, back then everybody was on AM uh, phone and uh, CW, of course. And uh, so I. I 
listen to some hymns. Uh, you know, as a kid, we had walkie-talkies uh, that were on, uh, you know, the CB frequencies. Uh, I did actually have a CB set for a very short time. But there were three of us kids in the neighborhood who were sort of interested in radio. And one of the kids' dad worked with a guy who was a ham. So we got introduced uh, to him. His name was Harold K1ZNQ. He's now a silent key. But uh, he took us kids under his wing and uh, would take us over to his house, take us over to the uh, civil defense, had a uh, uh, radio station in the basement of the town hall, and then would also take us kids over to the monthly uh, Tri-City Amateur Radio Club meeting that met over in uh, New London, uh, Connecticut, which was a you know, neighboring uh, city to Westerly. So uh, that's how I got into interested in it okay um and, and yeah um, and my daughter was looking at me because i i when i started i started in cb and then i got a shortwave and strung a wire <laughs> out from my bedroom window to a nearby tree so I, we both got just a few years difference so um as far as as far as aries goes you're the technical coordinator um would you like to elaborate on what that entails and what that is Okay, so um, so first off, the technical coordinator position and Aries are two different things. Uh, Aries is the uh, amateur radio emergency service, which is a service and a group offered by the American Radio Re Re Relay League, which is the uh, nonprofit organization that promotes uh, amateur uh, radio in the uh, in the country. And so they have this Aries thing, which is set up, and it's mainly a group of volunteers that are sort of registered with them, and they do a certain amount of training and exercises just to be ready in case uh, emergency communications is uh, is uh, something that is you know needed. There's a there's a group of volunteers that are trained and and ready to go, but the Technical, technical coordinator is actually a different position, a whole different structure, a whole different organization. The AWRL has what they call the field organization, which is uh, volunteers out in the field. And the uh, technical coordinator is one of those. And it's basically uh, what we are is, um, so I'm the coordinator. Uh, there are technical specialists uh, that... Uh, are sort of report to me and uh, is part of uh, we're all part of the of a team <coughs> and uh, uh, Bob uh, K1YO and uh, uh, Paul W1SCX just to name a few uh, there's a there's a couple others who <laughs> who their call signs and names are escaping me at the at the minute but there's but there's like five or six uh, technical specialists uh, under me and I'm just sort of the uh, sort of the group leader for the team as the uh, technical coordinator and our 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 charter is really to help uh, amateurs in the Western Mass section and amateur radio clubs in the Western Mass section uh, deal with any technical issues that they might have uh, regarding amateur radio, whether it's uh, interference, uh, the problems with noise, uh, just you know, figuring out how to uh, we assist new uh, new new hams. Uh, the term that's often used with that is called elmering or mentoring, and uh, we have a uh, a mentoring uh, program that uh, uh, Ray and myself and the and the group have put in put in place. Uh, to work with uh, Western Mass uh, section clubs to make sure the clubs are uh, have a uh, mentoring committee for new hams. I mean, the 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 backbone of amateur radio in 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 the section I really feel, especially for new hams, is uh, is integral to the uh, clubs in the area. And there's a there's there's quite a number of clubs in the uh, in the Western Mass. Uh, section, and anytime I work with a new ham or whatever, I always tell them to uh, and help them figure out 
you know, what the nearest club, amateur radio club is to them well, where they live and encourage them to uh, join and uh, become a member of the club uh, because that's really uh, where you can get the most help and assistance and be with people who have like interests and, you know, all that kind of thing. So I think, uh, the, you know, the clubs are the backbone of the organization as far as providing help to uh, uh, to new hams and uh, seasoned hams. So, um, so of all the section positions that you could have picked, and I've got a couple of them behind me, um, what made you decide on technical coordinator? Well, um, well, as a background, uh, as as I mentioned, um, my my interest in electrical engineering and so forth has always been from a you know technical nature, uh, and uh, having spent forty two years as a professional uh, electrical engineer, uh, you know I'm fairly well versed in uh, in technical things. So and that's uh, you know that's part of the hobby that I really like. I uh, I especially do a lot with uh, I, uh, I, I, I've given a number of seminars usually every year at the AWRL uh, New England uh, or convention, and uh, especially in the areas of antenna uh, modeling using uh, a program called EasyNeck, and then uh, also uh, uh, antenna. Uh, design, uh, transmission lines, and uh, uh, an, an, antenna measuring devices, sort of in, as uh, antenna an, an, analyzers, and also something called a network uh, analyzer. I just just put together a new presentation, and I was planning to give it to the uh, New England uh, convention this year before that got uh, postponed. I guess it's out. Uh, currently, hopefully in uh, sep in September, but uh, there's a neat new device out there called the called the Nano VNA. It's a little handheld device with a touch screen, and it's a it's a network analyzer. You can measure one port and two port RF uh, devices anywhere from 10 kilohertz to about 900 megahertz. So it's a, it's quite the neat. Uh, toy and it, you can get one for anywhere between 50 and 70 uh, bucks so it's an amazing uh, instrument for the uh, for the price yeah, my, my daughter has a, a question she's a non-ham of the bunch because this show caters to everybody so what, yeah. um, hello sir how are you uh, what issue can you say what's the biggest issue you've ever had right now as a um, technical coordinator? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, probably one of the one of the biggest issues uh, I worked on was uh, uh, there was a fellow ham over in the neighboring town Holden, and he was uh, exper experiencing. Um, uh, interference uh, on the 75-meter uh, uh, ham, ham band just so happened on a frequency that he frequented with a bunch of other hams. And occasionally he would get this interference and couldn't tell where in the world it was coming from. And um, so um, I worked with him. Uh, we emailed back and forth quite a bit, and then I eventually actually went over to his his house and met him and uh, visited with him. But it turns out it was uh, interference from uh, AM broadcast uh, station, uh, or actually two AM broadcast uh, stations. I went on the FCC site and looked at what broadcast stations were around him. Well, once I figured out it was uh, something going on with AM broadcast, um, then I said, okay, I wonder what's around him. So I went on the FCC site, looked at where he lived, looked at what stations were near him, and uh, found out there was uh, one, one station, a five-kilowatt 
uh, station that was uh, not too far away, and then there was another uh, one kilowatt AM uh, station that was uh, a little further away. But after doing some uh, some mathematics and uh, fooling around with uh, different frequencies, I, I figured out that the second harmonic from one of the radio stations was mixing with the fundamental of the other radio station, and that uh, that frequency difference uh, was being mixed somewhere by some uh, uh, some uh, device acting like a diode uh, and causing the frequencies to mix because of the nonlinear. Uh, frequency uh, mixing and and that frequency was that difference in those uh, those frequencies was was producing a fre frequency exactly at the frequency that uh, this ham was hearing the interference at and we eventually figured out that it was uh, due to another radio that he had in the in the uh, Jack hooked up to uh, an antenna, and signals were going into the front end of that radio and mixing, and then re-radiating, and causing the interference to be picked up by his ham uh, radio. So once we figured that out and disconnected things, uh, the interference uh, went away. So that was a that that was a pretty puzzling. Uh, uh, thing that took quite a while to figure out what in the world was going on. So if we have, uh, if there's any hams out there say, hey, I want to be a technical specialist or a technical coordinator, what qualifications do you need to get th that section appointment? Well, so um, you know, um, it tends to be tends to be people who are more seasoned hams and or people who have, you know, either been in the technical field and had a career in that kind of thing uh, and you know would have the uh, the technical ability to to help other hams when you know technical things come up and um, you said you you talked to clubs have you had a chance to because the only real club we have at my end of Berkshire County is Northern Berkshire Amateur Radio Club and I'm trying to help them as much as I can um, and plug them through this show every week. But have you had a chance to hook up with uh, Eric at the, the president of the Northern Berkshire Amateur Radio Club at all? No, I haven't actually. Uh, uh, I've I've done a bunch with uh, uh, clubs both in Eastern Mass and you know Western Mass. Uh, I'm on the board of directors, and my local club here is the uh, Central Mass Amateur Radio Association. And I'm on the board of directors uh, for that club, but um, you know I've dealt with uh, uh, the Mohawk Club, the uh, a bunch of clubs up in the club up in Pepperell, uh, a couple clubs up in New Hampshire, uh, Framingham uh, Club, and uh, the Worcester Emergency Communications Team, uh, the WPI Club. So a whole bunch of clubs in the area, and there's a there's a few more that I'm uh, forgetting to mention, but uh, so I've I've dealt with a bunch of those clubs. I've given I have probably fifteen or twenty presentations that I've put together over the years on various sub uh, subjects: uh, uh, introduction to soldering, uh, introduction to CW transmission line. Uh, impedance, uh, antennas, all kinds of antenna uh, presentations, uh, vector network analyzer, how to use your antenna analyzer, uh, all kinds of different uh, presentations that I've given uh, to clubs uh, around the area and myself and a lot of the technical uh, specialists do that kind of thing, try to provide uh, clubs with uh, Presentations and speakers that would be interesting to the uh, to the club members and try to make the uh, uh, the club meetings a bit more in, 
a bit more interesting and uh, help the uh, members learn. Uh, yeah, uh, I think let's see. This this last this next meeting will probably be on air because we're not, they're not going to allow the offices to open up till May twenty fifth. But maybe the June meeting, um, I could put a bug in Eric's ear, and maybe if you wanted to, you could come out here for a presentation for No Bark. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be willing to do it. Yeah, the uh, the last uh, the last. In fact, we have a uh, the uh, Central Mass Club has a meeting, our monthly meeting coming up this Thursday, and uh, uh, we're going to do it on Zoom. We did it last month on Zoom, and it was uh, very well attended. We had like 45 people uh, call in, uh, so we had a really good uh, meeting, and uh, and we're going to do that again. So uh, so even if uh, even if things don't open up, uh, I've done uh, a number of presentations for clubs uh, uh, using Zoom uh, and or Skype here. So, uh, uh, you know, I'd be willing to do that as well. And our and Nobark's getting their field day with help from me putting their field day back together at the end of June. Um, we're actually going to be in the field, so we'll be able to social distance and all that. So maybe I, I've asked everybody so far, and, and Bob and and Ray, if he's in town, see if uh, maybe you'll make a stop up to the uh, No Bark Field Day up here in Windsor, Mass. Yeah, very good. Yeah, the Central Mass. Uh, uh, we do. We've been doing field day for, of course, like many other clubs uh, for many many years, and. Uh, uh, we have a nice uh, site that we use out in drawing uh, <laughs> a blank now. It's uh, out toward the western part of the state, not as far west as as you are, Peter, but uh, uh, in near where um, uh, the uh, uh, Quabbin is, just a little bit east of the Quabbin. I'm drawing a blank now on the town, but uh, there's a astronomy club that has a nice field out there and uh, a bunch of members of the central mass radio club are also members of that astro astronomy club and for four or five years now we've been lucky enough they letting us use their field for uh, field day weekend and it's a real nice uh, real nice site out there yeah i don't know uh, how things are gonna gonna work out this year for field day, even with uh, social distancing, I think. Uh, well, we have a there's actually a board of directors meeting for the club tomorrow night on Zoom that I'm hosting, and uh, so we'll see. That's one of the things we're going to talk about field day, whether we're going to going to have one actually for the club, or whether uh, club members are just going to do some stuff on on their own and and uh, submit their their score uh, with a note that they're part of the uh, Central Mass Club. That's, I don't know if you saw that, but the AWRL uh, said that, you know, they're not, they're not doing anything to change the rules so that individuals can put together a, like a club score, but they said they, they are going to, uh, uh, in, individuals who hold a field day uh, at their site or some other site on their own, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, class A or B or using the home station class D or, or E if you're on uh, emergency power. But um, uh, they said that uh, the ARRL said that they will note uh, each individual's uh, uh, club that they're uh, representing in their submission so that pe people can see what club they're affiliated with. So we've got about a minute. It was a quick half hour. Um, we got about a minute. So if there's any email addresses or websites or anything that you want to put out there in, in this last minute that we have. Okay, Peter. Yeah, well, um, yeah, if anybody needs to get in touch with me, uh, uh, my call sign, WA1JXR at ARRL.net or my call sign at comcast.net, either one, uh, will get the email to me. 
And uh, other than that, uh, check out the uh, uh, the Western Mass uh, ARRL site at uh, wma.arrl.org. Uh, that's the uh, Western Mass section site on the ARRL site that uh, Ray KB1LRL, our section manager, uh, hosts. And this was a quick half hour. Thanks for being here, um, well, and, and and it was it was it was a good talk. We went right right down to the wire. So, uh, thanks for being here. That Thank was. You we'll put and I forgot who you are already. Uh, <laughs> Greg. Greg, yeah, uh, that was great. The technical coordinator for. Um, Western Massachusetts to my notes in front of me. Thanks, Greg, for being here. It was a it was a wonderful uh, wonderful interview. So this is Peter. And we will catch you next week on Ham On 73, everybody. Thanks, Ray.